Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. What does it mean that there are more people attending this service at home than there are in this room right now. That was true before the pandemic, but now all of us have had the experience of streaming our services, so we know more about the trade-offs and our own preferences. There are many reasons for loving being in the sanctuary, especially this one. Many of us, including myself, couldn't wait to get back together and sing and feel each other's closeness. Some say that this is the way it must be, the only way. A recent editorial in the Times argued that churches ought to shut off their live streams. In a statement about hybrid worship, the reform movement's rabbinical association predicted that rabbis after the pandemic will focus on their in-person congregants such that live streamers feel like they are spectators, surrender their computers, and return to the building. I've heard all sorts of objections to the online option. Watching services on a screen promotes a passive, superficial experience. Tuning in and out enables detachment from relationships with no obligation or concern for fellow congregants. Choosing your favorite service makes synagogues more of a commodity than a commitment. There may be some truth in some of these critiques, but these positions often lack curiosity about the full range of reasons why people tune into livestream and lack imagination about the value that online communities have the potential to provide. Let me ask our AV team, will you do me a favor and get our Facebook feed on the screen? Thank you. Let me ask our folks online, (laughs) would you take a moment to chat in what you get out of online services? I'll come back to you in a moment. Of course, there is the issue of access. Some of you out there are simply not in a place where there is really anywhere else to go, COVID or no COVID. Online services also present a far less forbidding barrier of entry for people who are unaffiliated or alienated from institutional Judaism. And for some, the experience of online worship 
with the right video and audio is actually fantastic. Congregants have reported to me a feeling of something so much bigger than themselves, joined together with other Jews from other cities, states, and countries. They relish the radically democratic ability to be heard because the chat can serve as an outlet to share your delight about a new melody, your question about a word you don't understand, your prayers for a sick relative with everyone and receive replies. Those likes go a long way, I think. Folks online can be fierce supporters of one another and develop meaningful friendships without yet having met in person, though some then arrange to do so. You can sing your heart out off key and don't have to fear someone shushing you or looking at you funny. Let's see what people have had to say. Let's take a look. There we go. Out of town, sense of peace, praise the There are so many, I bet, on the screen right now, I'm going to have to look later to read them all, which is another benefit of online engagement because you can take your time to read, reflect, and respond. Thank you again. So I recognize that this debate involves no less than what constitutes community. I believe that this week's Torah portion has something important to teach us in this regard. God had said that God could be worshipped bechol makom, in every place. The point of the intricate mishkan, the traveling sanctuary that we build this week, was not that God needed a structure. Some of our commentators say that God decided to commission this project after recognizing that humans seem to need a physical manifestation of God's presence, a need that became even clearer after the Israelites built the golden calf. God seems to have adjusted God's plans to accommodate human needs. Moses, too, seems to learn from the debacle of the golden calf to build a holy community. One word for gathering in Hebrew is kahal. And the verb can take active and passive forms. In the episode of the golden calf from last week, the passive version of this word is used to describe how the people just got chaotically gathered, like delayed passengers at a LaGuardia help center, as they demanded that Aaron construct for them a god. That was an impulsive mob scene. The group is described with this faceless singular noun of ha'am, the people. Our Torah portion for this week is called vayakel, the active causative verb form of that very same word, kahal. In building the Mishkan, the dwelling place for God, Moses proactively assembled the people, intentionally convening them. He outlined a clear picture of what they'd build, a united group of multiple faces, kol edat b'nei Yisrael, 
participated in active contribution. The people here are acknowledged as a collective of individuals. Kol ish ve'isha, gender expansive. This not only included those who had gold and silver for formal offerings, but also those who found threads or skins or hairs to give. Those who had skills gave skills. To make the golden calf, people were told to grab each other's earrings. For the Mishkan, Moses invited to people to give optionally as a nadiv lev and a chacham lev, as a generous and wise-hearted soul. The result? The contributions for the Mishkan were so plentiful that Moses had to call off this capital campaign. And rather than Aaron throwing gold in a mold, many artisans worked together to make the tent. In quick succession, we read four instances of the verb lechaber, to connect, as the wise-hearted ones stitched pieces of cloth to make curtains and adjoined those curtains clasp by clasp. Lechaber, with the same root as chaver, friend. This was the deliberate work of linking together people's individual contributions into a collective whole. The Mishkan, this opportunity to transform how people engaged with God and with one another, met the moment. As Jews, we've been continually responsive to the moment we're in, adjusting our places and modes of worship throughout our history, from the Mishkan to the great temples of Jerusalem, the decision to substitute sacrifices with prayer, the choice to build synagogues all over the world, the calculation to face Jerusalem if we weren't going to be there. We've taken our community with us. I believe the parasha is suggesting that the essence of community involves people recognized as individuals, open-heartedly stitching together their contributions to create a clear and meaningful vision for the future. Last July, based on the request of many live streamers, we at Central created a limited pilot, an online community called The Neighborhood, for friends of our synagogue who live all over the world who wish to be in closer connection to us and one another. We encourage our neighbors to remain or become members of a local synagogue. Place-based Judaism is irreplaceable. And we are delighted to be a second home for those seeking regular engagement with others globally who don't otherwise have access. Tonight, we have a Zoom room full of neighbors from this, week, from this year's uh, cohort. There they are. This is a remarkable group of people. One neighbor in our Facebook group shared that she was about to have hip surgery, and more than three dozen people offered prayers, advice, and stories of reassurance. Folks can take classes or start their own small groups based on interest, like cooking or music, 
or join a schmooze organized by our neighbors. What we are learning is that like Moses understood, any community requires effort to assemble. But people can be fairly self-sufficient when they can give of themselves. Maybe the question is not whether in-person is superior to online, but rather what conditions are necessary to cultivate community no matter where you are? Because we all know that even if you're here, you may be somewhere else entirely. <laughs> we can be attentive that our Torah teaches leaders the difference between passively and actively gathering. Are we just switching on the live stream or are we explicitly planning our online experience and community with the same care as the Mishkan? Are we treating people as a blob or as individuals? Is there only one way to give or are we creating the conditions for everyone to contribute fully? I also ask everyone here in the sanctuary and at home, are you contributing as a Nadiv Lev and a Chacham Lev? Are you watching prayer or are you sharing in prayer? Are you keeping to yourself or are you giving of yourself? Are you focused on your peace or are you looking for ways to stitch it together with others? When I was a little boy, I watched a television show called Romper Room, where the host, Miss Molly, held up her magic mirror and looked into the camera at all the kids at home and said, I see Billy and Danny and Susie and Peggy. I don't remember her ever saying Andrew or Andy I would have taken Andre. <laughs> I just wanted to participate. Today, thanks to the power of certain online platforms, we can. We can invite everyone to bring their gifts from wherever they are and build a Mishkan for the 21st century. Shabbat Shalom. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Elohim, 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 Elohim,